Hello, hello friends, welcome back. I am back. If you follow me on social media, you might have discovered that I have been sick the last couple weeks. Nothing crazy, but enough to alarm me with everything going on. So this has spiraled an amazing opportunity for me to check back in with my doctors, start all my laboratory testing in terms of my recovery from chronic adrenal fatigue. So I'm really excited to share all of that with you guys in the near future. Today, what I wanna talk about and just really have a conversation about is the idea that this chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue is all in your head. Years ago, when I first got diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, I was told by many people here online that this was a fake uh, diagnosis, that it was pseudoscience and something that is all in your head. Now, while many people might have thought this, I definitely had the lab testing and the symptoms to prove it. And now more and more as people are starting to speak up with their struggles and experiences of chronic fatigue, we're realizing that something is really going on. But I always like to consider other people's perspectives, where they're coming from, and just to really ask what the basis is behind it in case I'm missing something or can just learn a different point of view. So today I wanna to talk to you about how your symptoms or if you feel fatigued or overwhelmed, it's not all in your head. However, where it started or the solution may be in your head. So this is really exciting because after working with so many of you in the Level Up program, in the Everyday Vacation program, and the coaching, I realize that most of you, it really does start in your mind. And when I mean start, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just so stressed out that you are experiencing chronic fatigue, although that can definitely happen, but that in our mind is where our body decides to live in a constant state of stress, fight or flight, or in a state of relaxation and restoration, that parasympathetic nervous system. So we have two nervous systems that we operate from and we're made to experience high doses of stress in short increments of time. I think I read somewhere that it's about 15 minutes of high level stress we can really handle as long as we have the recovery period to restore from that. But the problem is our lifestyle, our society has evolved into a place where we are constantly overstimulated. And even though we don't lead stressful lives compared to how we were back in, let's say the caveman days or when we were hunter gatherers, what we're experiencing is a constant state of overstimulation. We're always thinking, we're always being distracted, there's a lot going on. And what happens is instead of our body tapping back into the default restoration phase, we all of a sudden default into fight or flight. And so for many of you, many of the students, many of the people in coaching, you guys have everything right. You're eating well, you're trying to relax. A lot of you have yoga, meditation practices. A lot of you do exercise regularly. So I'm not talking to people who are necessarily lazy or just completely you know, unaware of feeding your body right or treating yourself good. You guys are trying to do the right things. So why then is it so hard to find that missing piece of the puzzle or just make a full circle back to recovery? It's because it's all in our head. 
how we are operating on a daily basis. And of course, this excludes anybody who has obvious medical conditions. And even for those of us like myself, where there was a very distinct situation or experience that caused the fatigue, knowing what I know now, if I look back and see the way that I was running my life, operating my to-do list and my expectations of myself and really neglecting the essential recovery process that I needed to handle it all, I could have healed from this much sooner. And that's not to say that I wasn't overwhelming myself with the wrong diet or with, you know, trying to do everything perfect and trying to do all the right things, exercising really hard, going to cryotherapy, even though it felt horrible, you know, all those high achieving things have a place in life. And I'm all about supporting living your highest best self, you know, living up your life and doing the most that you possibly can, making the most of yourself. But we also need to make sure that our mindset is synchronized in a way that supports our body and ourselves to be able to do those things. So I want to talk to you about six ways that this could potentially be in your head or that you can find a solution just from what's right in between your ears. And the first thing is you're overstimulated. You know, we talked about this, but you can tell that you're overstimulated because your brain can't shut off on a day-to-day basis. You're thinking about things, you're problem solving, you're maybe you're dreaming or planning, or you're constantly on your phone and it could be due to work or having to do other things, but you are constantly checking into something that's stimulates you. It's hard to sit still and sit quiet. Number two is there is too much going on. You feel like you're drowning. You're trying to just get through things. You have to organize to a T because if something doesn't match your schedule or if something goes wrong, everything goes haywire and that can feel like a lot of pressure and pretty overwhelming. And this is very common for most of us nowadays. We have so much going on, which is why I love to preach minimalism here. Minimalism not only being in the fact of decluttering our items or making our home look simple and clean, but minimalism in terms of asking ourselves, does this add value to my life? And this is a huge assessment also that I had to make in this last month because in getting sick, it's always, it's just one of those times to reflect and say, hey, you know, am I really doing the key things that add value to my life, like staying on top of my health and making sure I don't overbook my schedule? Number three is you are assigned to uh, tasks or you're required to um, do work or in your daily basis have a, a bunch of details and solve problems. An example of this is uh, an analyst or you know in my line of work I'm in commercial and digital marketing and I work with tons of clients who have so many like very complex, customized details. I have to remember each project with enthusiasm on each one and just kind of be really attentive to all of them. And sometimes that can just be so overwhelming to remove myself from my life, my perspective, and just give each client 100% presence and um, just 100% attention to detail when all their projects are so complicated and unique. So having to snap back and forth from trying to be present, trying to enjoy life, and then having to maybe, you know, watch the stock market very attentively or dealing with high stress situations or customer service, those kind of things that cause a lot of pressure and stress that require you to be attentive, like with a snap, you know, all the time can cause that overstimulation of being in fight or flight uh, every single day. Number four, you're just a busybody, like can't sit still. Um, you always have to be doing something. Uh, you, you find it hard to be alone in silence um, and it feels wrong 
to just sit down and have nothing to do or to do something for the simple enjoyment of it. Many of my clients, many of my students, you guys are looking at life saying it doesn't feel right to sit and paint. You know, I've wanted to paint for such a long time, but I don't have time to do it because when I'm not working, when I'm not uh, studying when I'm not exercising like there's I, I need to be reading I need to be learning something I need to be goal-oriented accomplishing a task there's nothing wrong with being a busybody um, you know my husband his mom very very busy all the time but in a really meditative way they're busy moving their bodies because they love getting present with gardening or exercising or just being in the moment which is a very different headspace then I gotta get something done because I gotta accomplish things because I have goals because I wanna do things. Now don't get me wrong, I love accomplishing things. I am all about being goal-oriented and getting it done, making it happen, but if we're in that state all the time, we burn out. So we have to balance this with relax and restore so that we're not constantly in that fight or flight. The next thing on my list is that you're a goal-oriented achiever for the same reasons as we discussed. So I kind of melted these busybody things together because most people who are busybodies are goal-oriented achievers. Now, some people don't identify with being a goal-oriented high achiever. They just like to be busy, but it's the same feeling really that both people feel is that um, busy is over-glorified and it's, it's the thing to be doing, otherwise you're wasting time or you're wasting your life away. Well, it would just be equivalent to somebody who is really into health and fitness saying, well, if I'm not exercising all the time, then you know I'm wasting time and I'm not really staying on top of my fitness as best as I possibly can. And every high-performance athlete or anybody who's built muscle or, or um, you know tried to lift weights at the gym knows that the rest period is so crucial and essential and so is your sleep so just like fitness our life is all about our mental and even our physical emotional fitness in a different way than lifting weights we need to also think about our rest and recovery think about our diet our water our nutrition our sleep and how that affects the way that we perform in our daily lives and our business and our jobs i recently posted something on instagram that says if you're going to live life like a high performer then you need to treat yourself like a high performer and it's so funny that so many of us don't identify with being high achievers when so many of us are parents we're in school we're starting businesses side hustles we're taking care of so many things in addition to trying to grow our best self to specialize in something whether it's learning how to invest your money learning how to be a better person learning how to manage your emotions to meditate to do yoga to exercise we have so many things going on so many things and it's so complicated everything that's available to us that we can you know just kind of absorb and consume and try to put into action and we don't stop and say wait a sec I am a high performer. Just because you're not a pro athlete or you're not a multi-million dollar business owner, it doesn't mean you're not a high achiever, high performer. So you really have to think about relaxing and figuring out how to balance all this high driving energy so that you aren't in that constant chronic state of stress and fatigue. Last but not least, you're always in front of a screen. We talked about this with being overstimulated, but you know, I tend to be on this uh, edge of being in front of a screen too much, mainly because I do everything in front of a screen. I, we live in a, try to live in a paperless house. We still have papers, but we're in the process of transitioning into 
you know, plastic-free, paper-free um, to reduce waste. And uh, you guys know we, we do toilet paper-free, we do paper towel-free. And so I like the idea of being on a tablet, taking my notes on a tablet. We uh, do our exercise classes because of, you know, the quarantine situation on the tablet. I work on my computer, I edit on my computer, and I'm constantly in front of a screen. Even right now, I'm in front of a camera, but there's a screen right here where I can sit here, check myself out, and I'm constantly looking at it. Unfortunately, as you you know, fun and entertaining as it is to sit down and relax at night and watch Netflix or just, you know, turn on a TED talk even. If you're constantly watching the screen, it just does something to your brain waves where it just keeps it stimulated. It keeps it working in a way that does not allow it to relax and restore. So I do use my phone a lot to meditate, like guided meditations, music, that's all okay. But, but when we are looking at a screen and our eyes, you know, our are being stimulated, um, the process in the brain just doesn't work the same. So we really have to balance out and just make sure that we're not constantly on a screen. And if we are, we need to take time away from that. I actually started getting computer vision syndrome from being on a screen too much. And I was like holding my breath and straining my eyes and like, just trying to get it all done and I wasn't blinking and it was causing like the blurriest vision. I mean, I thought I was losing my vision because it was so blurry, like oil had gotten into my eyes and my head was hurting, I was getting migraines. So I went to the optometrist, like I need an emergency appointment, like something's going on in the last couple days, my eyes. And um, he was just like, you have computer vision syndrome, like blink. Every 20 minutes, he said, get off the computer, take a break. So I started, you know, every 20 minutes, getting off the computer, going outside for five minutes, just taking those deep breaths that we talk about. And over the course of a month, I was able to train myself to no longer have computer vision syndrome. But it was a little bit frightening at first, not realizing that it was just all about like, you know, being in that headspace where you are in this low level stress. I mean, you don't feel stressed. It's not stress like the way that we talk about stress, where we're like, I'm so stressed out, but it is stress. It's imposed stress on ourselves. And we need to take care of ourselves when that stress is imposed. Just like we drink water when we're in heat, you know, extreme heat or hot weather, um, that's added stress to our system. And so we seek shade, we you know, sit down, we relax, sometimes we fan ourselves off, we get water, and we do all the things that we need to do to reach equilibrium in that imposed stress environment. So we need to do the same thing every day and most of us run like like we're not stressed out at all or like there's no stress happening or like we're not high achievers and this is what's causing us to stay in these chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue states. Again, excluding people who have serious medical conditions that really truly need to be addressed. And even still, one topic we've been talking about in the Level Up program this week is even still what we're noticing is some of us who are on a recovery state and you know, just to give away a little bit of uh, my diagnosis and all the testing I've been doing in the last couple of weeks, all of it's coming back fine. And I'm so confused because I'm like, pretty sure my liver is bad. I'm probably pre-diabetic. I probably have high cholesterol. I probably have high hyperthyroidism or some kind of, um, you've heard me say like hypoglycemia going on and all those tests came back fine. So the body remembers and we're triggered into these states based on our experience because the body's trying to protect itself. So it's, it's telling me, Oh my gosh, you're not eating enough. Like freak out. Let's get headache, sit down, you gotta eat more, you know? And, and in a way it's kind of overreacting and at least this is what I'm experiencing and more on this in the future, but to absolutely negate the notion that our mind 
has a huge role to play in the way that we feel, the way that we function, our ability to cope, as well as our effectiveness in treating or trying to recover from any of our symptoms would just be so absurd because the mind and body are so interconnected, interwoven. And that's a beautiful thing because um, all it takes is shifting our brain. It takes shifting our mind. Now, so many of you have said to me, it is so difficult to not push myself, to just set it down. It's, it's, you know, I say it's easy in the respect that, you know, I'm not asking you to climb a big mountain every day or to do a 90 minute P95 or a CrossFit workout every single day. You know, to me, that is physically hard. But I say it's easy in the respect that you just need to learn to get back into the sympathetic nervous state, nervous system state, which is breathe, get present, you know, find things to meditate and observe that's not on the screen, that doesn't require your, you know, little busy brain to go off. I hope it's not impertinent to say, but it sounds so, you know, like hippy dippy. I, I don't know, or like airy fairy. And um, it's interesting because that, for me, it's not my uh, default. I'm very analytical and practical type A personality. So it's hard for me, but the truth is there's something there it is in our nature to be in the flow with nature and um because we've evolved so quickly uh, as a society we're really out of sync with that you know our bodies still behave in the way that we we needed to behave to thrive in that scenario not in this high high fast pace uh online digital world so you know taking that time to find enjoyable activity to pursue with no purpose is really good for you. And it's important for you to get honest as to whether or not it really helps, right? You're not trying to just accomplish that goal. And so I would say designate time every single day, especially around the time that you wake up and the time that you sleep, because the ability to tap back into this flow to teach your mind and body to relax and restore is going to significantly impact your quality of sleep. And that's what's going on is people who are overstimulated, those of us that are so busy in the mind, by the time we get to sleep, our mind does not know how to slow down. And so it's lacking the ability to get into those deeper brainwave states of like delta or theta, where we're getting a lot of that restoration and digestion and metabolism that's going on within the body. It's a very physical thing. It's a biophysical reaction to the chemicals that our brains release based on how we perceive life to either affect us, potentially affect us, or how we you know, need to show up in life. Wonderful news is that there is no more lions and tigers or bears for most of us to, that we deal with. I mean, we might deal with a little bit of traffic or a little bit of a headache from certain people at times or, or you know, overwhelmed with the schedule, those sort of things. But we do need to take the time to just let it go. It's okay. There's a lot going on, but we don't need to just constantly hover over the notion of getting it done, getting it done right, getting it done perfect, getting it done fast. We need to take the time and designate that time to really be purposeful in being, be purposeful in enjoying, be purposeful in relaxing and not always having to do and to think and to solve and to create and to learn all the time. 
If you do this, everything that you do in terms of problem solving, thinking and getting things done becomes so efficient. You become so good. You get all this clarity and there isn't that hang time of conflict. You know, that conflict where you're like, ugh, that push and pull on the inside of, of feeling like I got to get this done, but I don't know. You, you start to get really clear and really decisive and things start moving along and you start to feel like it becomes easier to being okay with settling down and relaxing your mind, telling your mind to shut off for a minute so that you can just be present and be in that moment where you can plug in, recharge, restore. So that is today's topic. And I hope I want to hear, you know, your conversations, your ideas about this. How do you experience it? You know, let's, let's talk in the comments below or DM me. Um, this is a really wonderful thing that I love seeing my students chat about and you know, their experience and just kind of self observing. And the truth is nobody can tell you what is too much or too little. Nobody can tell you what's going on in your head because you are experiencing it in your own head. So you can sit here and tell me that I need to sit down and relax when I find it really meditative to mow the lawn or to go out there and garden and sweat while I'm gardening. You know, it's like my hot yoga is going outside and trimming plants while I'm just drenching in sweat. But for some people, super stressful and it's hard for them to get their mind out of like, I don't like this, this heat is uncomfortable, blah, 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 and all that mental self-talk, which is totally okay. So that's why it's important for you to find what is going to help you tap back in to that parasympathetic nervous system so that you can relax and restore, so that you can be proficient and conquer when you decide to get into those stressful states. So let me know in the comments below your thoughts, your experience. Make sure you hit thumbs up if you like this video. It helps me know what kind of content you like and subscribe if you haven't for more ways to level up your life and start living your everyday vacation. My name is MJ Gordon. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you and I will see you in the next episode. Ciao.